Bonjour, this is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. It's the podcast that answers your questions about French ingredients and dishes. And also, you'll get to know all about fabulous French chefs and cooks from here in France and around the world. Fabulously Delicious explores all there is to know about French food. I'm your host of Fabulously Delicious, Andrew Pryor. Enchanté. Enchanté. As an Australian living in rural France, my life is all about cooking, eating and living life the French way. Through Fabulously Delicious, you can dream of or even make your own steps to doing the same thing. Today on Fabulously Delicious, it's the start of our third season and we are celebrating with a deep dive into a delicious cake or gâteau as they call them here in France. It's Epiphany today, and that means in patisseries and boulangeries all around France, the window displays will be filled with the delicious Galette de Roy, or King's Cake, or Three King's Cake, depending on where you come from. So sit back, turn the volume up. If you're not driving, pour yourself a glass of wine, break a baguette, add a bit of sausage song, some cheese, and enjoy today's episode of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, and the cake of kings, the Galette de Roy. Galette de Roy, or king cake as it is known in English, is a cake that is traditionally eaten every year on the 6th of January both here in France and around the world. The Galette de Roy amongst the French is seen like a birthday cake. It's an invitation to gather and celebrate Epiphany. Epiphany is the day that is said to be the day that the three kings or three wise men, Melancor, Gaspar and Baltasar, all arrive from Asia, Africa and Europe. They are otherwise known as Magi. They visited the newly born baby Jesus to give their gifts. Celebrated all around the world, it is in France the tradition of the Galette de Roy originated. Three Kings Day in some countries is the day that families, friends all get together and give gifts. Not Christmas Day like it is in Australia and the UK and the US as far as I'm aware. The Eve of Epiphany is known as the Twelfth Night which is the last day of the Christmas season, and Epiphany Day commences the Epiphany season. The Epiphany season is a time when people would often chalk their doors, participate in singing, and invite the pastor to their homes to receive blessings. Depending on the beliefs, this season can last until the first day of Lent, Ash Wednesday. The galette is made up of layers of puff pastry, and that encases a layer of sweet frangipan, a cream made of almonds, butter, eggs and sugar. Inside the cake is a fève. The fève is translated in French as broad bean or fava bean, but you won't find a fava bean or a broad bean in today's modern cakes. Apparently, you used to find them in the original cakes. Nowadays, you'll find a porcelain or plastic figurine representing the baby Jesus inside instead. If you are the person who gets a slice of the Galette de Roy with the fev inside, you get a crown that comes with the cake and you are to be treated as king or queen and choose your own queen or king for the entire day. 
Finding the thief is also a representation of the manifestation of Jesus as the Christ and symbolizes the beginning of new life. Porcelain thebs first appeared in French galettes baked in Limoges in 1875, and now the modern ones are often made of plastic depending on the quality of the galette de Roy. It's said that to see who gets what piece, the youngest person in the room, supposedly the most innocent, obviously they never met me when I was a child, is to sit under the table and name the recipient of each piece as it is cut. I want to ask, what happens if the youngest person's a baby? Just saying. Around 85% of French people celebrate Epiphany with a galette de roi. Apparently, 65% confessed to rigging the cake so that the children found the fève. This probably explains why there's such a large proportion of the population still celebrating the tradition. According to this survey done in 2014, 9% of the people asked said that they consume more than five Galette de Roy's. Hopefully, not on the same day. The Galette de Roy originated, it is thought, sometime in the Middle Ages, around the 13th to 14th centuries. In France, it was customary to bake the cake. A slice of this cake was often saved for any passing guests or even the poor. And whilst the cake itself may have originated during this period, the tradition of the fève is said to go back as far as the Roman Empire. The Romans would celebrate a holiday known as Saturnalia, which was a festival in honour of Saturn, who was the Roman god of architecture. During Saturnalia, role reversal between the master and the slave would take place. The slave who found the fève would be king for a day, and the bean itself, well, it was seen as a symbol of prosperity and fertility. But for the slave, this might not be such a lucky experience. The finding of the fifth, because although it gave the slave the power to fulfill his desires during the day and give orders to his master, it often would lead to, well, the slave being put to death at the end of the day, or at least be returned to a life in service to the man he was just bossing around. France would actually become one of the countries that kept the tradition of the fève. In parts of France, monks would put a gold coin in a loaf of bread and elect the chief of their chapter depending on who got the gold. It is said in France that the Galette de Roy that we know today was invented by a Florentine nobleman, the Marquis of Frangipan, several centuries ago. In the past, the pastry would be cut into as many portions as there were guests, plus one. The last one, called the Pâte de Poivre, or poor man's share, was for the first poor person who stopped by the house. Throughout France, there are variations and regional specialties from the classic Galette de Roy. Some patisseries in France will sell the Galette de Roy with a filling of either apple, caramel, chestnut, or even pistachio. In Provence, the cake is still called a Galette de Roy, but it is completely different cake being a brioche cake in the shape of a crown and is scented with orange blossom. Other countries also have their own version of the king cake. The likes of Spain, Portugal, 
Germany, Switzerland and Belgium have their own distinct cakes. And in the US, the Galette de Roy or King Cake appears mostly in New Orleans and the Southwest Louisiana during Mardi Gras. This Mardi Gras version has green, purple and gold coloured sugar coating it and often comes with its own unedible beads draped over it. These colours represent purple for justice, green for faith and gold for power. The fev in the US version usually comes with the figure of a plastic baby inside. Almost most bakeries though now include the figure outside of the cake separately so as to avoid choking by someone not knowing of the tradition of the fev inside. In Mexico, the galette de roy is known as the rosca de ris and is actually a bread that is shaped like a reef and topped with candy fruits and served with hot chocolate. Yum. They still celebrate the tradition of the fev in Mexico, with a difference though. Whoever finds the fev in Mexico traditionally has to host a party, which is held on the 2nd of February. The UK even have their own version of the Galette de Roy called the Twelfth Cake, which was of course popular on the Twelfth Night. It used to be baked with a bean hidden on one side and a pea on the other. The man, or lord, finding the bean became the king for the night, and the woman, or lady, who found the pea, well, she became the queen. They would be known as the Lord or Lady of Misrule. This was reflected in Shakespeare's play, The Twelfth Night. I wonder, though, what their partners, husbands and wives thought of their other half hooking up with someone else for the night. Hmm. This tradition, though, declined during the Victorian era and was replaced with the popularity of the Christmas cake that we all know in the UK now. Back in France in 1711, the Parliament of Paris decided that because of the famine, it would ban the sale of the Galette de Roy. Flour was too rare at the time, and it was decreed that it could only be used for the making of bread. In the 18th century, bakers usually sent the cake to important clients and dignitaries, and so pastry chefs, who couldn't make the cake because of the ban on flour, requested that Parliament ban bakers making or giving in the future any kind of pastry, or from using butter and eggs in their dough, or even from browning their breads with eggs. Many French provinces still uphold this degree today. For centuries, though, the bakers able to provide the galette de roy often did so at a high cost to their bottom line. The high cost of the production of the cake meant that it would often eat into the first months of the year's profits. At the table of Louis XIV, they played Find the King. The ladies of the court who found the fev became queens of France for a day and could ask the king to grant them a wish called graces and gentilles. We don't know what this wish would mean for the king or for the women, but the son king, Louis XIV, was to abolish this custom, so he obviously didn't like it. During the French Revolution, the name was also changed to the Gâteau de l'Egalité, because, well, kings weren't really in favour at the time, and it possibly wouldn't have been great for your head if you were king for the day. In modern times, the cake has not been sold without some controversy 
and has been involved in church and state arguments between different political rivals. Schools have banned the cake's crown and mayors have banned the fev. Since 1975, a giant galette de Roy has been delivered to the Elysee Palace and the President of the Republic of France. This cake, measuring 1.2 metres, feeds around 150 people, but the cake doesn't have a fev included. In respect for the principles of the Republic, because it certainly would not be appropriate to find a king in the presidential palace of the Republic now, would it? Another controversy surrounding the Galette de Roy in France takes place in the Alsace region, which always strives to be different. They have created a savoury Galette de Roy called the Tourte de Roy, which is filled with beef, chicken and lamb instead of the frangipan that we all know and love. I'm not sure about that one, but, well, I'm happy to try it. Do you have a cup of tea with your Galette de Roy here in France? I should say not. Nope, the accompanying drink for the Galette de Roy depends on where you are and goes from apple juice, cider, to sparkling wine, champagne, muscat, or even white wine. And amongst offices and workplaces, it's become the tradition that whoever finds the Feb has to buy another cake And this continues usually throughout the month of January, with the office having a galette every day of the month in January. The Feb tradition has moved on to small plastic characters hidden inside instead of the traditional ceramic baby or crown. The traditional charms are now collector's items, and there is even a museum dedicated to preserving their place in French culture. At the Musée de Blaine, near Nantes, over 2,000 charms are on display. And in 2010, a Parisian patisserie bucked the trend of the traditional fev and hid, instead, a voucher for a diamond worth €2,200 in one of its galettes. Thankfully, they didn't hide the diamond. They may make a big one for the president every year. That's a galette de roi, I mean. But it doesn't come anywhere near the record-breaking Galette de Roy made in January 2022 in Bergerac. It was 45 metres long. Now, how you find an oven that's big enough, I don't know. But, well, over 30 million Galette de Roy's have been made in France every year. Thankfully, they aren't as long as the one made in Bergerac. So, if you didn't have a reason to visit France in January, then the Galette de Roy should definitely give you one. New Year's Eve watching the fireworks on the Eiffel Tower, less tourists at the major attractions, leftover Christmas light displays, and a Galette de Roy in your hotel room with a glass or two of champagne. Sounds like the perfect start to the year to me. That's it for the first episode of 2023 and the start of Season 3 of Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Monday, there'll be a bonus episode, a delicious recipe reading of the Galette de Roy that you can follow to make your own. Check me out on Instagram at Andrew Pryor Fabulously for your dream French life inspiration. YouTube for cooking and travel tips at youtube.com forward slash Andrew Pryor. And of course, subscribe to Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like this episode of Fabulously Delicious, then please share it around with your friends and family. I love to be shared around. 
Give us a rating if you're listening via Apple and leave a review. A good one? Well, that would be fab. My name's Andrew Pryor. Thank you for listening. And remember, as I always say, my motto is, well, whatever you do in life, do it fabulously. Bon app. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.